we're going to call this meeting to order and we'll start with the Pledge of Allegiance. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Okay, do we have any public comments or announcements? Well, I just wanted to say I went by the butterfly garden and it looks amazing. Even though it needs a little top trims on a few of the plants, it's really flourishing right this second, which is nice since Coming our, into our spring. weather. Yes, yeah. Just wanted to brag about it a little. Perfect. Tom, the guys are doing a great job. Anybody else? So we'll move on to the regular agenda items, starting with agenda item 4.1, discussion and action to appoint a chairman and a vice chairman. Debbie? I would like to nominate Julie Berman for chair. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay, and it passes. Okay, vice chair, do we have a nomination? I mean, I think I would like to, uh, well, <laughs> there's a few good people on here, so um, maybe Lori? I second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay, that passes. Um, moving on to agenda item 4.2, discussion of possible action to approve the no November 16th, 2022 regular meeting minutes. Do we have anyone that wants to? I'll make a motion to approve. Second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. <laughs> Any opposed? Okay, motion carries. And then uh, moving on to agenda item 4.3, committee member introductions and committee overview. Debbie? Morning. Morning. It's got the green light on. Debbie Huffman, Parks and Recreation Manager. I'm your uh, liaison for this committee. Um, so every year we kind of just, when we get new people, we've had a little bit of changeover in the board. Uh, so we just kind of do an overview so you guys can kind of know what's happening and, and, and where we stand. Um, these are the committee members. It looks like Javi didn't make it today. Javi is a naturalist at the Birding Center. And so I'm sure there was something that was happening there today. And Julie has been on the committee for a while. She was reappointed to serve through uh, 2024. Susan Francis is a new member, and Travis Kaiser was reappointed to be on the committee through 2024, and then Thomas Corbett uh, was, you were uh, appointed to replace someone that had left the committee, and so you're appointed through 2023. Laurie is, uh, 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 has been here a year, and so she's uh, on the committee through 2023, and then Chrissy uh, Dykeman was uh, was appointed uh, to fill a position that was um, vacated. Uh, these are always going to be on the third Wednesday of each month at 9 a.m. in this room. Um, agenda items, whoops, agenda items need to be submitted to me by the second Wednesday because we have to, the, the uh, agenda goes through a process with, to make sure that everything's um, official and approved. So we need those, anything that you want to be on or talk about with your backup to me by the Wednesday prior to the meeting. And to have a quorum, we need four people. So we've got five today. So we're able to have a meeting. 
Um, if you can attend, just please let me know as soon as possible because if people come and take the time out of their day to come for the meeting, if we don't have four people, they'll have to go home. So if you know you're not going to be able to be there, if you can just let me know ahead of time, that really helps us. Uh, the committee projects that we have now are we're doing the community garden plots, which are five plots that are signed in February and August of each year at the Butterfly Garden <coughs> on Gulf. And you'll find out a little bit more about that today. Uh, there's two beach cleanups a year that are done by Adopt-A-Beach, and that's the GL through the GLO. Uh, and those are official beach cleanups that we do. I mean, we do lots of different ones throughout the year, but the ones that this committee really is challenged with are uh, the two a year through Adopt-A-Beach. We do a 4th of July walking beach parade. Uh, we participate in the Rotary Flag Program. It's all the flags that are um, at City Hall and down the medians, and that's a project that um, we've done for many years, and it supports the Rotary of the area. We do a Yard of the Month program. Um, we have a park event. Sometimes it's a groundbreaking, grand opening, um, just some things like that. The Christmas events that we do are the street parade and the tree lighting here at the city. And we have had a volunteer appreciation ceremony in December. That kind of fell away, but that was an, a committee member in the past that um, really uh, you know, put that one forward and really wanted to recognize any of the volunteers that did stuff around the island. That was a neat program. So that's some, some things that are current projects that we work on now. We've got a parks budget of 11425 and it's kind of broken down like this, but sometimes we spend a little bit more on one, a little bit less on another. Um, but that's just kind of the mm. budget that we work with. And that's a city council approved budget. So anything that, that this committee would like to add to the budget, it needs to get started now. We get all the backup, and I put it in a thing when we submit to the, we submit it to the city and then to the city council for approval. And that's a little bit of a process. And then we have a park maintenance budget, and it's broken down like this, but sometimes we spend different money on different parks depending on what the need is. But we have $15,000 allocated uh, for park maintenance. Do you guys have any questions? Thank you. And it, I, I gave you a packet there on your, it's a calendar from uh, Keep Texas Beautiful. There's a, a committee list that will give you the phone numbers and emails of, of people that are on your committee, and then the dates of the meetings that are set. So, And then there's also the resolution that shows you what you guys are charged with from the city council being appointed on this committee, the, um, your action items, I guess you would say. I have a question, and this might not be the appropriate time to talk about it, but talking about our roles and responsibilities as a committee, what about grants? When I was on this committee before, back in the old days, we did all work together to write, grant, you know, write grants and um, apply for grants. Absolutely. But is that I mean, something that you do now? Uh, well, it's it's actually in uh, in the resolution that you guys can and actively look for grants, and then I will help be the liaison between uh, the grants that you guys find if they're appropriate for the city, and then uh, you know the process to go through. Uh, you know, the writing process and make sure that you have all the information that you need and then to be able to put it towards city council. A lot of the, the, the grants that you find will be matching funds. And so uh, I'll just be your liaison. But anytime you find a grant uh, that you're, you know, want to pursue for a park or a set accessibility to a park or anything like that, um, yeah, get with me. We can work together. Okay, but perfect. but definitely if you find grants, yeah. Um, I'll, I'll help you through the process with that. Okay. Sure. So as a committee, if you guys um, 
see any projects that you're passionate about that might seem pricey, just know that we can look for grants and she'll help us facilitate that. And then, as she said, they're, if they're matching, then we could possibly go to city council and see about getting the funds to make things happen. Also, Debbie, last year uh, for March, we opted to do a week later because of Texas week and mm -hmm. the 15th lands right smack in the middle of Texas week. So do we want to, when do we talk about maybe moving that one way or the other there? For we the don't next have an week. agenda item per se to say that, but um, we, can we can look into that. Okay. All right. Yeah, I'll, I'll be out of town then. Yeah, me too. I'll be out of town that week as well. So we won't have a quorum. So then, and he'll be out of town, so we won't have a quorum. So we will move the meeting. Okay, perfect. <laughs> and I'll let you guys know when we find a time that we can do it. Excellent. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Okay, so now we're going to move on to agenda item 4.4 update and discussion regarding city park maintenance. John Wilson. Good morning. Uh, my name is John Wilson. I'm the Assistant Public Works Director. Um, let me pull this up here. Uh, it seems like we haven't uh, met in, in quite a while, so I've got quite a bit to kind of catch up. Uh, there's been a change with the parks crew. Uh, Manny moved on to Laguna Vista, and um, the intern lead um, for the parks crew is Javier uh, Guajardo, and uh, Victor Martinez is also the second team member. Um, Gail, uh, as you'll, you'll uh, remember, is uh, lives right across the street from uh, Turtle Park. Turtle Park, and uh, she uh, always taking pictures. So, uh, thanks for the picture. Um, Tompkins Park, um, major pruning of the oleanders has been underway. Um, we have uh, some problems with the doors at the bathrooms, and we'd like to replace them with better type doors uh, and an aluminum, aluminum screen door on the outside that we can lock uh, with a deadbolt so no one can hit the doors uh, at night. And we can also lock it open uh, during the day. Um, the exercise equipment is in need of some touch-up paint um, to address some of the surface rust. Uh, we need some color match paint. Um, the transit department, this is something uh, that's taken uh, quite a while. The transit de department uh, will be installing a new bus stop structure out at the northeast corner of the park, um, out by the handicap uh, ramp out in the front between the hotel. Uh, yeah, out front. And um, we had proposed this several years ago. So now there will be a bus stop at the park. That's awesome. Um, the bocce ball court uh, update. Um, we're in the final stages. We actually poured the concrete yesterday afternoon, or yesterday morning, excuse me. And uh, lo and behold, on the same day, we got the uh, um, X grass showed up the same day. Nice. So um, that turned out um, good. Um, now, before we do anything, we'll leave the forms on the concrete for about seven days and let it cure out a little bit um, before we start the installation of a curb and the X-grass materials. Um, Butterfly Park. Uh, Don Bloom, our right-of-way inspector, is looking into the addition of an ADA parking spot or space uh, within the, the three parking spots that we have there. There's not a whole lot of parking there. It's just 
but we're going to look into it and uh, see how it would fit. We may lay it out uh, and take a picture of it and bring it back to you guys and uh, let you know. Um, and then uh, uh, pruning the plants is also underway at the park. Uh, Javier had talked to Javier from the birding center uh, for some advice, and um, we're we're taking out uh, a lot of the deader stuff or the dead stuff that may not grow back, but some of the plants will come back uh, just the way they are. Um, like put more plants in, or yes, every okay. year we add, we add plants. Some of them don't make it, so so we we always add a little every year. Um, John, make sure and tell him that. Um, well, Javi, the park maintenance guy, um, John has um, sent him to the master naturalist uh, class over in San Benito, and so he's learning more about the plants and the different butterfly plants. He's very excited about it as That's well. Good. So, yeah, and it's awesome. That, um, here at the, I was going to say that. The, oh, know, I'm sorry. But it's okay. Because uh, he just did those plant. He just did the plants really well. He's very excited. <laughs> We're very excited because it really gives them some basis to work from, and it's uh, the networking here in the valley and knowing where vendors are and, and how it all works um, as far as landscaping here. And Julie, you know all about it. Uh, the. Um, so we're excited. Uh, they went to their orientation this last week, and I believe their first class is the second or the third of March. I'd have to check, but um, they're, they're also looking for it. We're also uh, sending um, Alex Barrera, that's been with the city for many years. Um, he's uh, he's primarily responsible for, as you come onto the island, what we call the greenscapes from the monument sign all the way in into town. Um, in keeping all of that up. Um, over at Turtle Park, uh, you know, Gail's always keeping a keen eye, and uh, if something's out of place, she lets us know right away. And over at Pickleball Park, um, Public Works is working with uh, Pickleball Community. Um, there's several um, folks here in, in town that, that um, are very passionate about pickleball, and uh, they've given us some um, ideas. And uh, we're working with Carrie Schwartz and, and Joe Rico on the design of Phase 2. Sandra really kept an eye on the Pickleball Facebook page and made sure she responded to any comments. And so I try to look at it, but I'm not very, very good. So so I didn't even know there was a Pickleball I, Facebook I was about page. to ask, where is it? Well, she... Uh, it's, it's... There's a... Yeah, it's a Facebook page, and I just... It popped up because I was Facebook friends with Sandra, and I saw that she had made a comment. But it's SPI. It's South Padre Island Pickleball. Pickleball yeah. It's a oh. it's a private group, but um, we they they give us a lot of good feedback to John and they they, they do live feeds from there every morning. Sometimes. Okay, I thought it was a Facebook page that was administered by Sandra. So this is one no, that no, she no, just no. commented on. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll she try did, to keep an eye on it. Yeah, she uh, would comment because people would say, or people will go on and say, are there pickleball courts? They'll go, and so she really kind of kept an eye out for that uh, to let people know. And I think it's really helped because the, the traffic there has just been increasing, increasing, increasing. It's, yes, it, it's very it, well it's utilized. It's used all the time. Yeah. And yeah. where is it? Where is right the pickleball the court? court? Right down the Excuse old my. Chamber of Commerce. Okay. Well, it's now going to be the museum. Yeah. Next to Renee's, next to Gabriella's, yeah. next to Yummy's. <laughs> it's in the back of the building. It's not up yeah. at the front. In Ida Native, yes. Too. And that's another thing she did. Yeah, very crowded. It very. Oh, okay. 
There's like waiting lines. Um, so yeah, it's very well utilized and please encourage if you know anyone that plays pickleball. Well, we're, very nice. As far as the design of the area, um, we're looking at putting in two uh, more courts, uh, very similar to what we have. Um, there's some discussion about the courts being together or still leaving an area between them for the drainage and for the uh, runoff. Um, when we have really heavy rains, um, we want the water to go into a swale to be able to go back into the ground, um, hence part of some of the spacing between the two courts. Uh, and then we're, uh, we're looking at putting in a, a tournament court um, that's uh, bigger than, all, um, than the regular courts. Um, so if they wanted to have a, a bigger event or, or something special, they'd, they'd have a court and um, an ADA bathroom in the area or in the, on, on, the, on the same site. So those are just some of the, the design uh, aspects that, that's going into the park. And the park signage project. Oh, uh, big advancement uh, with it. Um, I do have a, a quote for the signs and I do have a, where they're, where they're going to go. And um, I'm trying to get a meeting with uh, Celestino, with um, TxDOT, to walk each location. Because it, if I can solve the problems at the, at the local level with TxDOT here, when we send this all the way up to Austin, it'll, it'll go through a lot quicker versus they, you know, it comes back and we make a change and it goes back, back and forth. I'd like to try to um, vet it here locally before we send it up there. But um, uh, getting a meeting with, uh, with Celestino has been a little hard. Who's Celestino? He's in charge of maintenance for this sector of the valley. Okay. With, uh, for Texas, for right. Yes. So for the... He, he's worked with me before on several different signs, uh, some for the chamber and other items. We're still looking at the... Wayfinding ones out when as you come across the causeway, yes. and then one for each park. Yes. As we go down the line. So, so for the new committee members, um, something that Sandra and I were working on was wanting some signage because you know when you drive onto the island, you see breakaway cruises, you see, you know, these different signs, and we're, we were thinking, what a nice place to feature that we have what well, we have our services. So, uh, John's been working for a while. It's, was way more than I thought it would be About three because tech dots involvement since technically Padre is a state highway so you, we can't just do what we want so where, where it because we're, where it becomes a little different is that some of those signs are paid for by the uh, by the businesses to put them out there they pay text right and then um, we also have some and we want to make sure the colors right because I, I believe there's a difference in the two colors um, the ones that are paid for and the ones that or for our municipal stuff. Okay. So we we may have to change the color, but I don't know exactly for sure. Do we have to pay for the signs then? <clears throat> yes, we will pay for the signs to go to the parks. Okay. And, um, and I, not, not all of the signs will be on the, well, yes, all of them will be on TxDOT right away. But... So the signs that are there for the businesses, like there's a sign for Clayton's yeah. or Breakaway Cruises, mm -hmm. the the businesses themselves have paid for the signs. They and, text dot. And they they pay text dot 
for the privilege of having the signs, yes. correct? Are we going to have to pay TxDOT? No. Okay. But we that's, will. That's what I was. We, that's what I was trying to the, clarify. We'll, we'll pay for the, the, the signs, signs themselves. Yeah, the, themselves, and, and that's relatively um, inexpensive. The breakaway post that's mandatory by uh, TxDOT is the expensive part. Do we have that in our budget? Or do we well, that will probably that'll be something outside of our budget. Well, and, and to a certain extent, we might be able to help for part of it um, through public works. But let's get a blessing from TxDOT to put them up, and then we can. And then we can figure out. We may not get all of the signs we asked for. That's the thing, to really come up with the price. But I'll update you guys. Um, I'll, um, I'll push to get a meeting with him um, by our next meeting. Okay, perfect. Just let me know um, if I can attend that with you or if I need to, you know, once we get down to, like, decision-making, I just typically can't get them all. I'd like to have some input on which, discu ones? which ones discuss, yeah. Sure. Perfect. Um, and then um, uh, uh, before I close it out, um, just so you know, some of the new members, if you guys have any issues with the parks or anything, you can send that email to what we call PWCares uh, at mysbi.org. And um, that goes into our work order system, and we make sure that we address it. And we have a date when it, when it was reported and when we finished it. Can I take any questions? Um, just bringing up a two-year-old question. What about the soccer fields? Are we... The soccer field, I have pins for the corners of it. Um, where we did price out um, compost from um, nine kids. Uh, We're do, doing a compost, I'm sorry, do like a compost overlay or yes. onto the field? Okay. And it, um, it was, uh, I think, to put an inch on the whole area out there was about $10,000. Uh, we're looking for some other ways, too. Can we just do like a top, like a blend topsoil overlay for less that has maybe 20% compost? Well, I think this uh, the the one that I, I had um, looked at, I think it was a 70-30 mix. 70-30, okay. Yeah. Um, and then also uh, what probably needs to be done there is that we need to take it, uh, aerate it really good, basically. Um, uh, put, right. Uh, you know what aeration I, yeah, is. Yeah. Um, put holes you in do, it. Do you so roll get the aeration, air. or do we all put on shoes and run around? And no, it just, just put it. Yeah. <laughs> you can. That's how I did my. We program. have an attachment for our. <laughs> we have an attachment for our Kubota, and uh, right after it rains or something, when the ground's still soft, we run it up and down, and, and open the, it up. The irrigation, like that's going to be moved, or. Yes. Yes. The irrigation, we're we're still talking about putting it on the very edge, with no fittings in the middle of the, the field. Um, the majority of the fields here in the valley do have the fittings in, in the middle of them. Um, but uh, I would, uh, I had spoke to George with Green Sun that had originally in, installed it. In the way the main uh, for the sprinklers laid there, it would be an easy connection. Okay. So, I mean, is uh, that on add, the plan at all in any near future? or? Well, uh, we've been working on pickleball, or not pickleball, bocce court removal. And um, we're almost done with that. The next thing we'll be laying out the, the we're going to recenter the soccer field a little bit more because we, we have that extra space where the pickleball was. Um, we're going to put in the pins 
um, so that we can always find the corners of it. And then um, from there, we'll, we'll be ready to do something with the field itself. Okay. Um, and it's kind of a challenge there. And growing grass on the island, it's, um, it's always been a challenge. Thank you. Thank you so much, Thank John. You. Thank you, John. Awesome. Okay, moving on to agenda item at 4.5, discussion and possible action to recommend the shade over the basketball court and the solar lighting design concept for John L. Tompkins Park. Debbie. Well, we are finally to a stage where we can bring this stuff back to you guys. Um, in January, we actually... Um, met with city council. I actually presented to city council um, an update on, uh, they did an update on all of the projects that are going on within the city. And um, this is one of them. We, we really have been waiting for um, the shade over the basketball and it's been very pricey. So as you guys will see. All right, just to give you a little bit of background where we're at is in October of 2020, we uh, submitted a grant application to Texas Parks and Wildlife for um, some additional funding for the skate park and a shade over the basketball. Well, it, we actually got that grant, but we had already started the skate park. So Texas Parks and Wildlife allowed us to adjust the grant process, and so we took the solar lighting out of phase two, popped it into phase three, and kept the shade over the basketball. We were, you know, it was, once we had applied for the grant and we didn't need the funds for the for the skate park, we were in jeopardy of losing those funds. So they were they did allow us to adjust both grants so that we were able to keep those funds. Um, so we received a hundred twenty-five thousand dollar matching grant, so two hundred fifty thousand dollars for the solar lighting and the shade over the basketball. Um, in January, Spanco Building Systems presented us a bid for the shade over the basketball. It was a little bit, a lot over our budget, and so I told them, and they went back and they looked at it, and they were able to shave off some of the cost and, and do some different things and availability, um, and got us another bid. Uh, we wanted to present this to you guys uh, uh, earlier, but uh, we're presenting it today so you guys can look at it. Then we hope to take it to city council and ask for a budget amendment. And uh, then we can send back to Texas Parks and Wildlife for final approval of the plan. And um, then we can get started on those two items. Um, our original budget was uh, $250,000, uh, $50,000 for solar lighting and $200,000 for the shade of the basketball. Um, we've got a solar lighting bid for $40,000 and we've got a shade over the basketball courts. Um, it came in at $296,000. So the total project would be $336,000, so we're about $86,000 over budget. It is a, it is a, good, um, it is, it is a good design. So um, these are just some of our concerns and our problems and obstacles, and that's what I was kind of presenting to City Council. Um, some of the, so the problems where we were waiting to close out that phase two before we started on phase three, three um, we didn't want, if we did the shade over the basketball, we didn't want it to have any uh, consequence on the basketball court or the skate park after we'd spent so much time and effort getting that skate park just right. We didn't want to risk anything, of anything cracking or anything like that. So uh, Spanco Building System has done some testing on the soil and they assure us that that will not be the case. 
Um, this was the original uh, site plan that we sent to Texas Parks and Wildlife. But here's a, a rendering of, of what will be over the basketball if it goes forward. Um, it's cement columns and then um, a solid surface on the top. So it helps with birds and like John with the, the shades that we have at the park that are, that are uh, material. Uh, those are a little bit more difficult if we were to have a storm or anything for the guys to take down. They uh, can fade and, and that kind of thing. So something permanent like this, um, we wanted to have a solid, solid surface. Is it like aluminum or? Okay. Galvanized? Galvanized. Galvanum? Is that? Galvalum. It's a mix, it's a blend. Mm -hmm. And it's rust resistant and um, very durable. This would be a great um, thing for the city if, if we were to have a storm or anything like that. It would be a kind of a sheltered thing that we could maybe set up stuff to get waters out to people and just different things like that. We don't have a large outdoor shaded area. Another uh, benefit to this would be uh, a lot of times I'll get calls from um, schools and people that go to the turtle rescue. They'll go to the birding center and then they want their kids to stop and have a snack lunch and, um, you know, and, and sit outside. John L. Tompkins has bathrooms for them and they could, they could all be out there to, uh, you know, have their hour before they go to the next place. Um, we have a shade at Turtle Park, but we don't have any restrooms there. So that's really hard when those schools are, you know, they come over on a bus from Los Fresnos or, or something like that, the kids come to the island. So um, it would be a definite benefit for us. Our solar lighting plan here, this, this is a, a plan that they, that they have. They did add two to go in the middle of the skate park. And I realized when I had this slide up that it didn't have it on there. But they did add a tall one in the skate park. And that was at y'all's request. Was, yeah, because it's so hot, there's not a plan to put shade over the skate park. So, you know, I want to say the kids, but the people that skate, which mm -hmm. is adults as well, always wait until dusk when it cools right. down a little bit. And then there's never a light. So. The one good thing, too, about the shade over the basketball is that we'll get some shading um, into that skate park because it's pretty tall. But it won't, west, I mean, not in the, not in certain yeah, times of the day. It's to but, the west side yeah, of yeah, the shade, yeah. so when the hottest part of the day. Yeah. But, but um, I mean, lighting is mm -hmm. something. So. But there, there are two because it was, uh, the, the quote was for 10. And so there's, there's two, um, there's two in the skate park area. I guess they didn't ever send me one that had the illumination, but they did send the quote. So, whoops, let's see what I did. Now what we need to do is go back to city council. I guess that's the last one. Um, and we need to ask for a budget amendment um, to include that $86,000 overage if this is something that you guys want to go forward with. Do we need to oh, go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, is, is there anyone else that we could get a quote from? I mean, we only got one question. from Spanko. That's when we first went out and started doing some of this stuff, uh, we didn't get anybody to respond. But we haven't gone out for bid or anything. This is actually a TIPS project, so it's, it's done through a, a, a government buying agency. And these were the first people. These are the people that we, that we contacted early on. But we can always go back and, and start fresh. I mean... 
But we have a deadline, right? Uh, we, we're, we're pretty fortunate because of COVID. Um, the deadline for this project isn't until uh, 2025. Oh, okay. So we were kind of holding off a little bit because the prices of everything was so expensive there for, and we couldn't get any products. And so that's one of the reasons why we decided let's go ahead and finish out phase two. Let's get that one in the books and then go on to phase three because everything, we, you couldn't get products. Uh, you couldn't get people to even bid on things at, at a time. So, Well, if we, if we ask the city council, does that cinch it and we can't ask for any more bids after that and then maybe not pay the extra 80? Do you know what I'm saying? So, I mean, we're, this company wants $296,000. If we ask the city council for the additional $86,000, um, is there anything to say we can't still solicit other bids? At that point, no. I mean, well, and, and what it would be is it would just be a recommendation to the city council. Okay. So this board is a recommending board. So y'all would say, I've, I've seen this. We, yes, we want to shade over the basketball. No, we don't. Um, you know, that kind of thing. And recommend that, that you guys want to move forward with this. If you don't, then, then I mean, we... It, it's up to you guys is what I'm saying. So, so it's uh, a recommendation to the city council, but you, you could always... Not right. recommended. So since the, the way this, this agenda item, it says discuss, discussion and possible action. So we'll talk about it, and then we can choose to make a decision on how we want to handle it, and that would be the action part of it. So we need to decide if we want to try to solicit other bids or if we want to take what we've got, take our chances, go to the city council and ask for the, the overage. Um, you know, I guess we could put it. Have we, has there been any kind of study or, or any information about how much something like this typically costs? Like, are there other cities with parks that have shade structures like this, and how much did it cost them to have it installed? I haven't done any research, but there's there's several like uh, Laguna Vista has a, a shade over there, um, over their basketball court there, um, where they do a lot of their exercise uh, programs and things like that. Um, our our elements are a lot different with the wind and all of the different things. So um, we could we can go and look at, at some of the different uh, the different areas like that. This is a company that that came to us um, at the recommendation of um, of someone from city council and um you know that we've just kind of been working with them all along and they are on a, a buying um, board process so usually those people have been vetted by uh for government processes and things like that so their prices are um acceptable nikki is that a, a proper you know i mean that I, When you go out for bid, you, it's, a, it's a process where you go, you know, it has right. to be in the paper for a certain amount of times and all of that stuff. So vendor for that. This is an acceptable vendor through TIPS, which is a, a buying co-op. I think that we should ask the city council for the additional funds. I agree. So um, do we want to do any more discussion before we go to a vote? Does anybody have any? I, I do um, want to... <laughs> I'm curious on what John's feeling is on the material, the aluminum or whatever. <laughs> and you yeah, said it's rust-resistant. <laughs> and so rust-resistant doesn't really mean anything to me when down here. I'm just, my concern is that we're going to pay 
300000 That's for something that's going to look awful in two years. Okay. As beautiful as the park and is. And the actual, the, the actual bid that they, the proposal was in your packet, so it's on your screen. You guys could pull up and kind of read that, whatever the exact wording is. The, uh, the, the, the structure is actually, um, it's an arch, basically. And it, the Galvalum, it, it's not really supported in the middle, I don't believe. Um, the arch is the actual frame and the roof all in one thing. Um, Galvalum is probably going to be the best here, and they do give uh, some sort of a warranty, but it's probably prorated where it, after so many, you know, every year it kind of gets less and less and less. Um, we've looked at several different things over the years, and this seems to be the best one. Um, we have some local companies, uh, oh, Mueller Buildings, Royal uh, Buildings, the, the, they also sell the same type of products here locally, Galvalum, um, but they don't do the arch that's all supported by itself. They don't do those type of buildings. Okay, so you feel com you feel comfortable and you feel like I it'll feel be the best with it. product. And I wonder if, say, five years from now, if it does start to rust, if it's something and it's not covered, or it's something we could paint or yes, it's something that we, we would have to plan for in the budget to to maintain it. Do uh, they provide any maintenance, like follow up maintenance over no, the years? The company or? is from outside of the oh. of the area. Um, the installer is and. Um, once it's done, it'll be ours. I mean, they'll they'll warranty it for a year, and uh, then the manufacturer of the the metal probably has a ten year prorated warranty. But we could, um, I could find out the specifics and tell you. And it's the best shape and everything for like hurricane. It's rated to be able. Well, to being that there. it's open um, all the way around, I think it's going to be a good thing. Mm -hmm. um, It'd be a great place to have classes too, like aerobics and yoga and. Yeah, that's things true. like that as well. Yeah, or a staging area after, it, if we, God forbid, we had something, uh, like a hurricane or something, and we needed an area to uh, hand out stuff, it would help. Zumba. Yeah, Zumba. Thank you. Okay, so. Um, we have in the past also had, like, during a spring break, they'll bring a mobile unit in to the park. And that, oh, and yeah, we, I've worked on that, that in the past. Before. Um, you know, yes. things like this would help in, in different areas. Hopefully, we would never have to utilize it, but it, it would be a benefit to have some shade, the shade over the basketball for sure for the players and, and any other activities that we would want to have there. I think it's awesome. I just want to make sure we have all of, as a committee, we have all of our questions answered before we go to city council with such a substantial request, um, you know, and that we've really vetted everything out and thought about it, you know. So that way in the future when we need something, the city council knows we've done our due diligence and that, you know, we're confident as a committee. So are there any, anything, any other questions or discussion that we need to have? So um, then I'm going to make a motion um, to um, approach City Council um, for the full amount. I'll second. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? Okay, motion carries. Do you have a presentation up there? I do. I'm going to get it up here for you. 
Okay, so moving on to regular agenda item 4.6, discussion and possible action regarding memorial bench to honor parks and keep SPI beautiful committee member Sandra Tarpey at Turtle Park. Wait, we've got the pictures mm -hmm. and then once, I'll stay right here. Okay, and then you just go right here. And you can just do any of the talking. I know. We, we are at a loss, but for Ms. Tarpey. Okay, so Sandra was sick a very long time, and then she got better, and then it came back. And I had approached Julie earlier on, and I said, in case anything ever happens to Sandra, I'd really like to do, see us do something to honor her. And um, I don't know if you're aware, but she hand-painted every single turtle that's now in Turtle Park, all the tortoises. She didn't paint the big one, but all the tortoises in Turtle Park. And even when she was struggling, she was still on the floor in the community center with a paintbrush painting those turtles. And she made sure that everyone was perfect and that she placed them, got them placed back in the park and um, then finished up the coating and everything when they were in the park. So um, I know I can't rename the park, Sandra Toby Park, <laughs> but I talked to Debbie about a bench and Sandra was very active in this program and she was also very active in keeping people informed about things like the pickleball court. She drove around, sort of made it her mission to check on parks and to follow up on things when she, when we as a committee made requests, for example, for mulch to be laid down, she went down there and made sure that it was, if it wasn't there that somebody knew that the mulch wasn't in place and so on. Super active in, in helping. Um, <clears throat> and she was very tenacious. She just dug in there and just. I mean, this is, this is, mm. she's on the ground painting turtles. <clears throat> she was part of our tribe. <laughs> Christmas parade. She's five foot three, weighed 100 pounds walkie-talkie almost as big as her and was stopping traffic and guiding people through the parade. Hmm. So I propose that we have a bench to honor her efforts with this committee and then on the island. She's a lifelong, um, well, not all her life, but a long time resident of um, South Padre Island and a huge advocate for everything that was special and important to South Padre Island. And Debbie did some legwork and she found some benches and um, I, I really like the beige one, but these are the three kind of where we are with the choices and, and um, on what maybe to put in the park. And I don't know what else it entails, if we can put plants around it, if it's going to be on a platform and that kind of thing. But I do propose that we do indeed put a memorial bench in the park for Sandra. Can we do with the bench, Is you said plants and stuff, is there any way to put like a little, a little, like a little rock garden? Because yeah, she was so into painting rocks. Yes. And I think that would be really cool too. I still have the rocks she painted for our business. 
I haven't, so. I have some in mind. Um, you know, I would be happy to have our business donate plants or, you know, rocks around or something. We did the, um, at the um, post office. Gilbert's? You know, we, we didn't do mm -hmm. the bench, but we did the little, you know, the crushed granite and a few little plants around there. So I'd be happy to donate that. But I guess we, uh, you're going to want to make a motion, right? So yeah, to, to, to um, purchase and install a bench in memory of Sandra Tarpey. Okay, I second that motion. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Opposed? Okay, so that carries, and then we can discuss the details. At yeah, I think that as a group, we can also, I mean, I think we could invite her family um, and have them come and when we install it. And I think plants, she'd love plants. I mean, she had, she'd love plants like and rocks. <laughs> and she had been become, become really good at painting angels on her rocks and things like that. So, um, okay. Yeah, so that's that. And I'll just, I just, just a little side note. Um, we, I was thinking the, how we can find some funding for this was if we did a park event where we had the bench, and like you said, we had some of her, her family come and, and do some things. And John has a, kind of thinking about doing some uh, rocks around how, like the, how they have at Casa Mariposa where they're standing on their end. And so he's got some, some visions of how we can do that and maybe do a, a, an event in the park just to kind of honor her and have kind of a neat fun day at the park to honor her and um, promote the park and, and the art and, and have, like, a, you know, make it an event that day where we, when, we, uh, when we get it installed. And she would have loved that. Will we need to bring that back as an agenda item, or can, since it's approved with the, Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll bring it back when it, it gets closer to time once we get the bench in, and, and, and maybe I think her family's going to do something in the spring in when May. they do a paddle out. Maybe we could incorporate it when some of those people are in town. It was kind of my original thought. Okay, I think that's perfect. Got, and then some time John can do what he wants, and then I can, you can just tell me if you want me to contribute anything to the rocks or... Perfect. Am I next again or is it you? Okay, so the next agenda item is 4.7, discussion and possible action to assign SPI community garden plots for February through that's August. Okay, so that's Debbie. Okay, I don't have a slide for this. Um, we got 11 entrants for, um, that, that want to participate in the garden plots. There are five plots at Butterfly Garden, and how we do, or how we've done in the past, is we have two growing cycles, um, from February to August, and from August to, um, to February. So, uh, so, that, so that gives more people a chance to uh, utilize the, the garden plot. So I send out emails and to anybody that's wanted to participate in the past or has contacted me. We put it on Facebook. We um, you know, tried to get the word out to different people, and we had 11 people. And how we pick the, the, the plots is it's by a lottery drawing. I have them in a bucket, and I'll have you guys draw each one. For five. <laughs> we only have room for five, correct? Yes. Yes, and possibly one more. Anyway. Um, Just curious if we have, because it seems to be kind of a popular, getting gaining in popularity, and I'm just wondering if we have more space. And or read their name and then write number one on the top of that. Madeline Seigert. Number one. 
Who is it? Oh, SPI Reynolds. I was looking for a, a proper yeah, name <laughs> or a name, uh, number two. I like that. Thing. Number three is like Cindy that. Etter. Yeah. Number four is Crystal Wyatt at the One Two Church. Yay. And number five is Alan Thompson. wants to plant zucchini, okra, jalapeno, and tomato. That's pretty cool. Tomato, jalapeno. I like that. Alan's going to plant that and some herbs as well. That's awesome. That's awesome. Did everybody write the numbers on the top? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Okay, perfect. So no action on this, correct? Okay. We just picked it out. Just, it's, it's just good to have it on me for again. record so people know how we came about that. Okay, so moving on to uh, 4.8, discussion and possible action to award the Yard Landscape of the Month for January, February. Sorry. I didn't bring this sign. Was I supposed to bring it? Yes, please. I'm sure it's right oh, he's getting you can it. see. Okay. So, um, just off the bat, <laughs> I, I drive around and I take pictures. If you ever want to drive around with me and take pictures, if you're on your bike and you're riding around and, you're, and you have your phone, take pictures. Um, one of the things that I kind of have to laugh about with Sandra is that she was wanting to push this to being a yard of the quarter because I was sort of picking lawns and houses that look really nice to me rather than lawns and landscapes that look really nice to me. And so I kind of, I think I got better at picking landscaping, but it's, it's yard and landscape of the month. So um, we have 5705 CRC Circle. We have 207 West Coralie. We have 203 West Carolyn. Uh, 204 West Hibiscus. And 122 East Aries. 106 East Oleander. And the winner is 5705 Searcy Circle. Yay. That's what you guys voted for. Okay. So feel free to, to participate in that and send in recommendations. To, to Debbie. So if you're, if you're on your street and you see something that you just think is just beautiful, send it to Debbie. And Debbie makes sure she makes these beautiful slideshows, and then we can pick and and you guys all now know that you have to look at all of them and label them in the number of the order that you want them to be <laughs> so that we have a distinct winner um, okay so as just to update you um, a couple of months ago we oh, let's let's finish the one item before we yeah I need to oh, okay about yes. that. a um, bad idea to go ahead and um, Motion, uh, make a okay. Accept that okay. winner. So, Sorry. Uh, make, uh, I'm going to make a motion to approve the yard of the month, which was 5705 Circe Circle. Do I have a second? I'll second. Okay. All in favor? Aye. Aye. Any opposed? I will say that I accidentally got it last month. Well, actually, you I'm, did not accidentally get it. So you were not. Well, I mean, I didn't. Feel, no like, one, I don't <laughs> participate in it because because of 
obvious reasons. So I don't participate in it, but I got it. But I would say that anytime I went outside, people walking by would be like, congratulations on Yard of the Month. And I was like, <laughs> so proud of myself, you know, and it, it actually made me go back out more and be like, I better pick up some, you know, some debris because I w everyone was coming by. So I don't know if anybody cares, but some people did care. So, okay, moving on to uh, agenda item 4.9. Update and discussion regarding South Padre Island Dog Park plan, Laura. Okay, so just real quick on the yard thing. Um, I do try to, to pick non-trash days to take my pictures because then you, you don't get the trash cans right in the front or down in the garden or, I mean, down on the driveway or whatever. Um, so we did uh, ask a few months ago for the city council to allow us to use um, the city... Uh, personnel to help us create a dog park plan, a design concept. They took what we did, we have, and I say we, we have a SPI advocates for a dog park citizens committee that was meeting and will still meet anytime we need to, uh, that we're discussing and creating a basic kind of plan for the park. And then the city helped us and took over and now we have this beautiful design concept, which according to Debbie, we can now use to help us look for grants and things like that. Now, that said, we are still looking for land. Um, Randy Smith has been in discussion with the county on several pieces, and we've also been putting in um, you know, our ideas for other pieces of land. As you guys well know, if you have to kind of keep really hush-hush and mum on land because the minute you start showing interest, either somebody's going to snatch it up and try to sell it to you for more or the price is going to go up and we're not going to be able to afford it anyway. The benefit of using the city, uh, I mean the county property, is that we can, that's something that is probably negotiable in terms of leases and things like that. I was also told that it's a little more difficult to get um, grants for uh, leased land versus owned land, and so there's, there's still that, but we're working through all that. Um, we did uh, have a mission statement, which is to establish a fenced-in, off-lease, aesthetically pleasing dog park on SPI where well-behaved dogs can participate, and we've tried really hard, too, to address all the issues and concerns of local vets and local rescues um, one of the biggest concerns, as you guys know, is that there are there are no off-leash parks. There's three available to people in Port Aransas, for example. There's actually five in the area, but there's three that are available in Port Aransas. Um, I take unofficial polls as I'm walking along the beach with my dog, and there are so many people that would very much appreciate an opportunity to be able to just let their dogs run with other dogs. It would be divided, of course, into two parts and so on. But they did create this wonderful, wonderful little... Um, <laughs> brochure for us. <laughs> I like that dog. I like both of those dogs. Um, but these are the things that we, we feel like we must have, a half an acre or more of land, a separate small area for dogs under 20 pounds, and there needs to be ADA compliance so someone in a wheelchair or with a walker can, can take their dog into the park, um, a double gating at least entry system, of course a bathroom, covered shade benches, uh, lighting and electricity. And, and electricity, while that's important, because it's a dog park, the chances of us needing night lights, like lights at night, are probably kind of slim because most people will go during the day and run their dogs so well. The lights would be nice security-wise and everything. 
I, I feel like the, the park's going to be open more daytime hours than nighttime hours. Um, potable water, uh, preferably moving water because it's safer for the dogs. Uh, dogs sharing bowls is kind of like humans sharing glasses. So you really want to, to keep it flowing and moving so that the dogs um, are safe that way. Uh, disposal stations with bags and signage and rules and then uh, maintenance and budget and insurance. I, I really feel like that, that insurance may come up later on and, and be something that people mention. Um, I can't imagine that having insurance for a dog park could out, could out cost insurance for a skate park or a basketball car court. So um, I'm, that's something that we might want to, you know, discuss. On, on some of these issues, you might want to um, consult with our new board member who's an attorney and a longtime passionate animal advocate very well connected in, I guess, probably all of Texas and other parts of the world. Uh, Chris and I have so. already had a few conversations okay. about this, and so, and and I and I and I know her concerns, and I know that she and I have discussed those as well a little bit. We haven't. It's been informal, you know. We're on a walk, running to each other, that kind of thing. But yeah, I mean, I'm I'm really grateful that that she's going to be able to be here and and talk talk with us about this and be you know, that voice, that, that level for us. Right, because the because this has come up a lot. So the dog park has come up, it's fallen off, someone else will revive it. So now that you kind of have wheels under it a little bit, and if we choose as a committee to, to vote to keep going forward, I want to make sure we have all the legalities and everything in place. Exactly. You know. So on, on exactly, I agree. On the, on the other side of this is that ideally an acre land would be wonderful. Um, ideally, you know, in that, in that case, we could actually have like a small dog, a medium dog, and a large dog area. And then if people want to run their medium dogs with the large dogs or whatever, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, rainwater catchment system. We don't get a lot of rain here, but catching water would be, you know, awesome and help with keeping, keeping the landscaping up and everything. Of course, the dogs, hillocks little trees, little places where they can kind of run and jump and, and play and hide behind and stuff would, of course, be exciting and fun, and then any obstacle equipment. Although um, the obstacle equipment would probably be more in the larger dog spots than in the smaller dog spots. And then this is basically detail specific to each of those areas that I just covered. And then this was a half-acre concept that was put together. It was just, actually was just pulled up and it's an idea. This is, I personally look at this and think, nope, less parking, more dogs. Um, we do have to have, uh, I think we, what did we talk about the meeting? One ADA for every 25 spots or something like that. So we need to make sure we have at least one, if not two handicap parking, but definitely we'll have to have one. Um, I, I still think that we need more park and less parking, but this is one concept that they were kind of, you know, toying around with. Uh, they have estimates, um, 10 spots, one spot would be handicapped, the restroom, which is the big high dollar item. It would be really ideal if we could be next to a park that already had a bathroom, but you know, you never know. Um, we actually looked at something and then within like four days, somebody had bid on it and, and it was gone. So that was close to a park with a bathroom, um, but that would be ideal. So this is a breakdown, annual maintenance would be uh, $2,500 and then the total estimated cost uh, is 405 to 4:30. Small and large dog, a 12-piece dog course package. So that's your that's your um, your little uh, 
fire hydrants and you're running up the steps and going through the tubes and things like that. That's what one would cost for 12 pieces of it. So you want to have a no-tolerance policy for aggressive dogs, for dogs in the heat, um, and no abandonment, which is, I know, an issue that's of concern to both Friends of Animal Rescue, uh, the vets in the area, Chrissy. Um, again, I, I, I understand that, but I would rather have a dog abandoned inside of a park than in a dune or in, on, on Padre Boulevard or worse, like out you know down by the causeway or anything. And they do. They do dump dogs here. People in the valley, it seems to be worse than I've ever experienced in, in when I lived in, in Austin as far as abandonment goes. I don't know that to be police fair. these things like no a zero tolerance. Does that mean people are going to start calling nine one one because well, I mean, if you you shouldn't, you shouldn't take an aggressive dog shouldn't be allowed in a park anyway. An aggressive dog shouldn't be allowed like on the beach on your leash near other dogs. I mean, it's if you have an aggressive dog, you need to create, keep your aggressive dog at home. But um, I would imagine that there there would be complaints, I think, if there was. I mean, is, is the plan to just, like, post this? We have yes. zero tolerance for That's, those things. The parks that then... I've looked at, the park I looked at in Kyle, the one I looked at in Austin recently, and the one I looked at when I was in um, Mission. Not Mission. Um, oh, my God, I can't even think. My brain is... Anyway, I've looked at three parks, and they all... And they're long signs. I mean, they really are. But they all have these signs that say, no aggressive dogs. Dogs must be vetted. Dogs must be, you know, um, on, you know, leashes between the gates. You know, it's a whole set of rules. No trash, pick up after your dog, that kind of stuff. Uh, the one thing I noticed in Kyle, which kind of floored me, was that, first of all, it was flat. It was like, it was a, it's a nice park. It's really well fenced off, but they have a triple gating system. So you come in a gate and you then, once you're inside that gate, then you open the next gate. In that gate, you can take your dog off the leash, and then in the next gate, your dog is in that little holding area until you let it into the park, which is an extreme. But they had no bags, like there, there was no maintenance. So there was no doggy bags, the trash cans were turned over. Um, and that's something that I found to be really unfortunate because you know, that's part of the, the whole thing, is picking up after your dog, you know, making sure it's clean and, and so on. Another thing, the protocol for preventing diseases such as parvo, I discovered that uh, a mixture of 30 to 1 bleach on hard surfaces will, will kill those diseases um, in just a few minutes. And then there's also new um, protocols and new products for actually spraying on grassy surfaces or mulch surfaces that will kill, the, and, and within 15 minutes, kill anything that's on there. Um, that I would be an expense. That would be a, a continual expense. Um, That's a, that was my next question. So will this require, not in addition to getting funding, which would probably be a match fund, so the city right. would have to come up, is it going to require an additional employee for the city? Or is currently, are they able to, to just take that under their... Wing. I asked that question, and I was told that it would definitely have to be a city employee that would be responsible, that, but that we could also in, involve volunteers for maintenance, for cleanups, for, for helping with, with certain aspects of that as well. But it would have to be on you know, one committee or one person or one group to take care of that aspect of it. City. It would, it would definitely be um, 
it would fall under park maintenance. And if we were to add a park, depending on how large it was, um, that's when we would have to make some decisions on if it was uh, you know, feasible for the park maintenance that we have currently to be able to take care of that or if we would need to have an additional person. So um, that would be something that uh, in the future we would have to decide once, once the land is found. Uh, this was actually a plan just to kind of get them started so that they could have, you know, an idea of, of some of the cost and exactly for, for some grant pro, some grant possibilities um, to actually, if, if they wanted to go to the county and ask, it was just, you know, a basic plan of, of some right. things that we um, had, had looked into. No, I understand. I'm not trying to be oppositional. I'm just like, let's think about everything because we can go Absolutely. to the city, but we really need to say, not only is it going to cost, like we need to you know, have all all of it together. And also, I didn't see that you mentioned uh, cam cameras, because I thought we, so maybe- We did, it, talk, it, yeah, we did talk about cameras at one point. Um, mainly and, for the dog abandonment, so we could- Right, yeah. You know, We did talk legal. about that, and we did talk about uh, uh, the gate. Well, John, correct me if I'm wrong, you guys lock the parks every night. I mean, if, you, if there's something lockable, like the bathrooms, or there was a, they lock it every night. The police so that, department does, right? Right. That would be something that we would, would lock it for sure. Now, we're talking chain link, I think, is what we're talking about in terms of fencing. And so, you know, we'd want to make sure that if somebody was going to abandon a dog there, that maybe the camera would be there to stop that, curtail that, and, and or at least make them think twice or us to be able to identify maybe by car or whatever that's whoever. Yeah, and I, I think that's great. I just was saying, you know, just considerations to add for the budget. And right. then also who will monitor the you know we have a camera but who's in charge of that oh, me just kidding <laughs> um so so um this is like an old tune but at the very beginning of this it's all it's still the same thing as debbie pointed out we have no land we're trying really hard to get land and i know that there's been some some you know some discussions, actually some pretty good discussions about possible county property, and, and we've actually looked at a few different little places and stuff. Of course, my dream is where Jeremiah's River Ride used to be. If I could get that piece, I'd be the happiest person on the planet, but I don't think that's going to happen. So we're still waiting on that. So this is all, you know, it's great. It's fine and dandy, and we can look for grants. And we have a whole group of citizens of probably 15 to 20 people that are willing to fundraise and uh, volunteer and, and help so their dogs have a good place. Um, and again, the vets are concerned with Parvo. The vets are concerned with, you know, and, and, the, and charity, I mean, the local rescues should be concerned about puppy dumping. But I, I'm, I'm an advocate for that not happening. But also, I mean, they, it does happen. We can't really stop people from being idiots. But maybe they, they're, it's safer for the puppy to be dropped in there. And I, and I wouldn't, you know, I wouldn't want to, but I'm just saying. Um, strengths, engage community members, support from the mayor and city council, parks and public works uh, department staff are on board, ability to match uh, grant funding and volunteer support. There's a lack of dedicated land, again. Uh, p prices for land are much higher than in past years. Small island footprint, not a lot of large open areas and see that's what we're finding and, and there's not right now there's no dedicated funding but we are finding that that you know I mean we're an island we're an island we have limited space limited lots limited land and so that's what we're up against but we do have people on the city that are actively trying to find us this land 
Um, there is an uh, ability to apply for grant funding, uh, ability to create a dog park that would be an amenity to residents and visitors. And I think if you look back over Facebook posts and just type in <coughs> pet park or dog park, you'll see that there are so many people that really think this is a good idea. Um, the ability to work with private and public fundings and the ability to do a phased project like the Tompkins Park. Prices of land are going up, uh, available land is decreasing, increased pet dumping in park if, if the park is created. And I, I, don't, I don't see this happening, but I don't know. I, I'm not, you know, I don't have a crystal ball. I can't say that people aren't gonna dump in the park or they are gonna dump in the park, but I can say they're gonna keep dumping. I mean, people are gonna keep dumping. Um, increased maintenance costs of currency resources, which is what you were just talking about, is you know who's going to take care of this park? Um, I mean, they take care of El Tompkins, they take care of the pickleball, so we just, I mean, hopefully it'll just be along that line. This is the prime, uh, the timeline, the the potential project timeline that the city gave us, which I thought was really good. We're obviously now in uh, finding the land and funding the research, which is 2023, and then construction in 24, and then hopefully enjoying and maintaining the park in 2025. And of course, it could go either direction. And that's it. Thank you for that. That was a good update. One more thing. Debbie also is going to send out a, uh, like a Google poll or a Google, um, like our, like we do with our houses of the, our landscaping, send that out and have people say how they feel about a dog park in. And Send it out to, to who? Um, I just, I just when, when we were getting this together, um, I put a, uh, like a survey type thing that we can send out to the residents. We can, um, the, the dog park advocate committee, I mean, they, they can send it out. We could send it out as a city just to get the pulse of where people are. Um, you know, a lot of times it's, it's, a, it's a controversial subject between different, different groups. And so it says, you know, are, you know, would you like to see a dog park on South Padre Island? Have you ever visited a dog park? What are your, you know, there's, it, it's just a forum that I, I put together just, just so we can have um, a, you know, an idea because there's there's some some advocates out there, but there's also some people that have some concerns on that kind of thing too. So we'll, we we want to get both sides of the story so that um, we can have good information when a piece of land comes available. Perfect, that's excellent. And this is a uh, the the plan that we help put together. Um, it's a working document. So like the the picture that we chose. Um, you know, it, it was really hard for John and us to come up with any kind of design concept if you don't have a, a place that you're going to put it, because it could be, the parking could be on the side street, it, you know, we'll have to adapt to whatever piece of property that, that actually comes available, if that happens. So, um, it is a working document that we can change, and, and um, you know, if, if, we, if it's going to be a big dog park and it's going to cost a lot of money for maintenance, you know, that'll be something that we'll have to add in as, as a potential cost. But it's easier to have a plan with all of the things that you want in it and, and be able to phase it out or take things out than to say, oh, you know, we want this and then add stuff after the fact. So. Perfect. Okay. Thank you. Meeting's adjourned. Thank you.